Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Well, first of all, let me just give a little background on these readings. Um, the, the first reading is from Kings, okay? And as you heard there, this is Elijah, who was a great, great prophet, and Elisha was his successor, okay? And Elijah told God, I'm done. You get it? I'm done. I can't do anymore. Just let me go and die. That's all he wanted to do. And God said to him, look, you got one more job before you die. You've got to go and anoint your successor, who was Elisha. And so he went out there. Um, he put his um, cloak over him, which was designated him as the successor to Elijah. And then um, he went about on his business. And uh, Elisha said, let me go and kiss my father and my family. Let me say goodbye to my family. And, and Elijah says to him, interestingly enough, look, go back. Have I done anything to you? What he was saying to him is, look, I'm just doing my job. I didn't want to do this, but I got to do it. So I'm doing it. So I haven't done it. It wasn't my idea to be here to put this cloak over you. It's God's idea. So, you know, I haven't done anything to you. So do what you got to do, I think is exactly what he was saying. And then in the gospel, you have Jesus and the Samaritans. Okay. And this is kind of fascinating how these folks, the Jews and the Samaritans got to be where they were. So in Palestine, uh, to the north is Galilee, okay, and to the south is Judea, and in between, Samaria. The Samarians um, were people who were brought to Palestine uh, by the great king Cyrus of Persia about 800 years before this. Cyrus conquered just about everything, actually, but Israel as well. But Cyrus was a pretty benevolent kind of king. So he brought all kinds of people from all these nations that he conquered. He brought them and he dumped them in Samaria. So they settled there. So there were all kinds of different cultures, religions, histories, just all kinds of things. And then, of course, Jewish people intermarried with them, and it, it just became a whole different group. And maybe the best description of the relationship between the, the Jews and the Samaritans would be something like, that many of us are familiar with, but it goes back away. They were the Hatfield and the McCoys of that era. Okay, that's who they were. There's no question about it. There were acts of violence on both sides. There was all kinds of mischief that was going on between them. These people, and you know that from other scriptures, obviously, you know, these people just didn't like each other. I mean, they're just for whatever reason. And that's kind of the way the world is in many places, historically and as well as up, up to the present time. But so the James and John says to Jesus, let's call down fire upon these people. Let's get rid of them. Okay. And Jesus said, no, we're not. He just rebuked them and he went on his way. And what he was saying is, and this is worth thinking about. He said, for God, you know, your enemy is not God's enemy. That's exactly what he's saying. Your enemy, and we need to think about this in our relationships as well. You know, my enemy, that's not God's enemy. That's my enemy. And God's not, that's not what God's about. That's what he was saying. Look, fellas, your enemy is not God's enemy. It's an it's a interesting thought to reflect upon for all of us because 
You know, sometimes you think if I'm upset about something or angry with someone, you know, God's angry with them too. Nah, not really. That's not just not the way it works. So when the Samaritans heard that Jesus was going to Jerusalem, they said, you ain't coming here, brother, because we want nothing to do with you Jews. We want nothing to do with Jerusalem. Don't don't go there. Just don't come into this village. That's So it was, you know, and when you think about it, you know, uh, prejudice, bigotry, those kinds of words, those things get passed on. And obviously it's real evident here between the Jews, but it gets passed on from age to age and generation to generation, unfortunately. And I think what Jesus was trying to do was to, to break all that, okay? So that's the background. Um, overall, the message here today, and it's pretty clear in the scriptures, was you know that we're we're all called to discipleship. We're all called to be disciples, and you know, um, and and you heard in the gospel, it's pretty clear. It it involves just a huge sacrifice. You know, no, don't go bury your father. Don't go say goodbye to your family. You got to commit yourself. You know, and go forward. And you know, I was reflecting on this. You know, we are blessed here at St. Basil's with all kinds of examples and opportunities for anyone who is able, you know, to be involved in discipleship. And I could go on and list them, but if you read the bulletin, they're probably all there. Every week, if you read it for a month, you'll probably hit about everything where there are people who are, you know, I just kind of stand in awe of all those when I hear all the things that people are doing, you know, both connected with the parish as well as outside the parish in terms of what it is, service to others. It's really exactly what Jesus is talking about. It's discipleship. That's what it is, you know, serving others. And that's one of the unique gifts, I believe, of the church that somehow gets taken for granted, maybe, or is overlooked, you know, just what a blessing it is to so, so many people. And I I, I reflected on this, and you know where I really see I see it all over the place, but where I, I'm really just very touched by it is, you know, I have the opportunity, um, blessing actually, to minister to lots of people who are really very, very sick, okay? Many of them on the way home to God. And it's just always touched me, and I think it's a real example of discipleship on the part of parishioners and, and sometimes family members of my own you know, I I very, very seldom, maybe once or twice in the 49 years I've been a priest, have people said to me who are really very sick and dying, say to me, so why is God doing this to me? Why am I like this? Why is this happening? You know, and of course, genius that I am, I don't have any answer to that because I really don't think God's doing it to him. I just think bad things do happen to good people and people get sick and they pass away. But is what has really impressed me is just the, the way that just the deep and profound faith of people who are preparing to go home to God. You know, they're just very prayerful. They're very faithful. They trust. Are they scared? Yeah, they're scared. And, you know, anybody would be scared. OK, but no question, no doubt, just great faith. Great. And, and to me, you know, that that's just a, an incredibly powerful display of discipleship. You know, when you get to the end of the day. If you can sit there and say, look, Jesus, I trust in you, you know, that's just a great, great profession of faith and a wonderful, wonderful example for me. And I think for all of us of, 
Just incredible, powerful discipleship. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.